Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter and uh, threads, Instagram, everywhere. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Pat Gray. Make sure you hit the bell. You'll get notified then when new content is published. And subscribe, rate, and leave a podcast review on iTunes. Pat Gray Unleashed on podcast, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, We also have um, Stephen Friend, FBI informant. Uh, Stephen Friend coming up. Agent. Agent. Yeah, yeah. former agent. In about an hour. Uh, And we'll talk to him about January 6th and some other things involving the FBI and how great they've been recently. Because, man, they're awesome, right? They've been terrific. And And we also have chewing Doesn't sound familiar at all. What is he Come talking about? Did you almost forget? That, why why it take you so long to say it? Because <laughs> he's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> uh, Jeffy will have chewing the fat in about half an hour. I know we're all excited about that, right? Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're all excited about that. That's the only that. reason I wake up on Wednesdays. Right? Yesterday we had a chart that was, I guess, misleading. Yeah, yeah. This... So we're going to lead with our mistakes here. Um, it showed inflation had uh, uh, not it, it, well. It had outpaced real wages, right? right it showed, it showed inflation adjusted wages. Yeah, so it showed the real cost of rent. Yeah, but it showed the uh, as adjusted. You just said, yeah, for wages. So what it, what it should have looked like is this right here. So I appreciate everybody that sent this to me because that that thing was making the round saying, "My gosh, the cost of rent is out of control." Mm. And while it is, well, yeah, it's it uh, it's outpacing. Real wages, but not, but not nearly what it right. looked like. So right. thanks for the... Because it looked a lot worse than that. Mm-hmm. So there it is. I feel better now. Do you yeah. feel better? Yeah, I feel better <laughs> now. Thanks for, yeah, we wanted to clear that out so you'd feel good today. Thank you. <laughs> so your rent is just a little bit unaffordable, yeah, not better. a super lot <laughs> unaffordable. Um, yesterday, it actually happened. Speaker of the House Kenneth, uh, Kevin McCarthy called for a Joe Biden impeachment inquiry to begin. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into Mm. President Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Mm. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure he will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, the Babylon Bee headline. McCarthy announces he has greenlit a probe to examine the possibility of investigating preliminary meetings into whether or not they should begin to consider <laughs> the future likelihood of hypothetical impeachment hearings sometime later down the road. It's really funny. That's funny. That's good. I like it. Uh, meanwhile, John Fetterman was asked about the impeachment news. Uh, here's his measured response, which is brilliant, as you would expect. This news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has yeah, formally launched an impeachment mm-hmm. or has said he's going to. Oh, my God, really? Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, it's devastating. 
Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh no, oh no. I can't believe they trust him with like an 18 year old handler. That's though. his handler though. That's his guy. Okay, come on. We gotta, on, go. Let's we go, gotta let's go. go. I'm gonna get in trouble. Wow. So and he's trying to keep him, you know, yeah. grounded. And he didn't. Honestly, though, even so though... So he the, got him out of there quickly. Yeah, though. I mean, it's a second grader response, but... Yes. Is that not the internal voice of all Democrats? Because they know that, yeah, that they Republicans have no teeth. They don't care. So they're like, oh, okay, I'm scared. Because they shouldn't be scared. I will say, uh, it was good to see John showing a little bit of respect for the office. Yeah, he's got a button-down <laughs> shirt with the gym shorts this time. Uh, take a look at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, when we get to the gym shorts, then, to- oh my God, then pause it. Oh my gosh! You know, when he walks oh, away here, yeah, you're about to see what a moron. Ooh, don't do it! What an Please, idiot! Oh no! Oh no! I mean, that's acid. All right, stop. Uh, there you go. That's a good look. That is that's for, a half for of the U.S. Look. Senate. That's a good look. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Rewind it a few frames. Just, I mean, just a few frames, Joe. Because does he have like, uh, like uh, tie strings hanging down the front too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> of course, he does. This guy. We, they're shorts. They're, they're, they're athletic. Shorts. Basketball they're athletic shorts. shorts. What do you want? Yeah. Of course you've got the tied <laughs> strings hanging down. Uh, you know, uh, at least he has the button-down shirt. Yeah. 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 There's no hoodie this time. There's not a hood on his outfit. Uh, but, you know, does the guy not look around himself at the, in, the, in the building and think, the other 99 are all dressed up? <laughs> huh. I wonder if maybe it's appropriate to wear a suit and tie in here. Yeah, and that's one thing the stroke couldn't take from him was his fashion sense. Yeah, it didn't take. Well, it was like that before, and it's still like that. (laughs) (laughs) Took away his sense of propriety, apparently, but it did not take away his fashion sense, and that's great. But, I mean, congratulations, John Fetterman, on the same page as the Lincoln Project, you know, Republicans. They said any Republican who supports uh, this sham impeachment is an extremist, a direct threat to our democracy, and must be treated as such at the ballot box. Oh, my God. Lincoln Project. Uh, But they're Republicans. They're Republicans. They're Republicans. Yeah, absolutely. Really good conservative Republicans. Republicans. Not Mm -hmm. those MAGA bastards. No. I mean, seriously, they're on the same page as Chuck Schumer, who said it's a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did Hakeem Jeffries call it? Um I don't know what he called it, but uh, I know that they're they're prepared to defend Biden. I mean, that's what they do. That's what Democrats yeah, do. Yeah, they circle the wagons, even if they're sure they don't care. Circling uh, to defend a Marxist pedo, yeah, corrupt sob who deserves to be nowhere near the Oval Office. You think that's an issue? All of a sudden, not with them. <laughs> not with them. It's not. Adam Schiff call it, calls it uh, an evidence-free impeachment. Oh, well, he knows about evidence-free impeachments. If anybody <laughs> right? knows, it's him. Right? <laughs> and what was it? Cornyn was talking about, uh, there's no way that it's going to get you know past the Senate. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the same thing that you did to Trump, <clears throat> right. douche. So yeah. what are we talking about? And he's right. It's not going to get past the Senate. <laughs> I know, but so? Yeah. I know. So what? So what? And they, the Democrats knew it when they impeached, right impeached they did. Trump twice. They knew that was going to happen. They didn't care. They did it anyway because Correct. then they could say the guy's been impeached. Correct. Not once, but twice. So, okay. Well, here's a little taste of your own medicine. You don't like it, do you? You don't like it. And it's not just payback either. There is good reason to be impeaching this guy. This guy should not only be impeached, but convicted and removed. 
absolutely convicted and removed. So we'll see. Obviously, that part's not going to happen. Just the impeachment will happen. Maybe. I mean, do you even have... I don't have confidence in the Republicans to even get that done. Actually, I (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) Representative Matt Gates says McCarthy has a lot more to get done in the House uh, than, than the impeachment. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you Mm. to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance Mm -hmm. or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6 tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. At this point, during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. <laughs> and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. Power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy Speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, Mm -hmm. and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review programmatic analysis and it would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad targeted president trump or cut sweetheart deals for hunter biden september 30th is rapidly approaching and you have not put us in a position to succeed there is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now and it's not like we didn't know when september 30th was going to show up on the calendar i must be better you must be better and this house must be better for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. 
I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills are bust, hmm. votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country, and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I yield nice. back. Wow. Huh. He's got a good-looking head of hair. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's a good-looking man. He's a good-looking man. Uh, he had a lot to say, too. Uh, that's good stuff. And it's all true, right? It's I, I don't hear a lot of falsehoods there. The continuing resolution thing has to stop. It yes. must stop. You have to pass a budget. You have to. This is just lunacy that we've let this go for 14 years that's without a budget, but that's all. Just 14 years, and we just keep doing the whole thing. Well, in September, the government's going to shut down again. Let it. So what? So what? They still have to do the essential things. Even when the government shuts down, the essential things, Social Security, Medicaid payments, all of that stuff gets done. Everything continues. Yes. Uh, You'll still pay the vets. We'll do all of those things. But the nonsense stops. It shuts down the non-essential garbage that the country does every day, all day. So, so what? Let it shut down and stop with the continuing resolution. That's just a never-ending process to bankruptcy. I mean, we're already there. Yes. And eventually it's going to catch up to us. It hasn't yet uh, because we just keep kicking kicking it down the road but it will it will catch up to us soon uh but mccarthy i mean we knew he's going to be a crappy uh, speaker to begin with we all knew it we didn't want him um but they they tried to hold his feet to fire to the fire and make this agreement and now he's not even sticking to it wow uh, I'll bet some of the Republican meetings are a little uncomfortable, huh? A little awkward mm-hmm. with uh, with Gates and McCarthy in there together. Uh, I bet that's fun. <laughs> I bet it is. They probably get along famously uh, in private. What do you want to bet? Just like the Republicans and Democrats are slapping backs and shaking hands after every <laughs> session, I'm sure McCarthy yeah, probably and are, Gates actually. are fine. Yeah, I yeah. bet they are. It's all a, it's a it's kabuki theater. C-SPAN, why don't you work on getting some uh, cameras into those rooms? Yeah, how about that? I'd like to see. I'd like to see some of the behind-the-scenes workings. Let's see if we're being taken or not.
Anyway, Vladimir Putin, speaking of all this, um, all the, the money problems that we have right now, Putin just called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the most recent BRICS summit in South Africa. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. Um, so as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. And that's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text PAT to 989898. Get your free kit on gold. I mean, they have thousands of happy customers. They have a, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They have countless five-star reviews for a reason. It's because you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning from an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, uh, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Tax-free savings. Text PAT to 989898. Claim your free info kit right now. See if gold is right for you from Birch Gold. Is Pat Gray unleashed? Oh, by the way, uh, yesterday, big sports news: Aaron Rodgers is done for the year. Yep. So everybody was speculating that it's probably looked like a torn Achilles uh, tendon. It is. Yep. So that ouch. Was, yeah. Zach Wilson's team. <laughs> That's got to hurt, man. Ah, it has to. I've never torn my Achilles, but I can't imagine how painful that must be. <sighs> also, after all the hoopla, after the hype I and the hoopla, we're back to Zach. No, I mean, good for him. I, I'm hoping good things for him. But, man, this might have been the thing that saved him in his career. If he's not good this year, mm. I'm just afraid it's over. You know, then they're going to say he's Ryan Leaf. He's damaged goods. Is Ryan and wasn't Ryan Leaf the number two uh, pick in the draft in his year as well, '98 or whatever yeah, that was? After Peyton, yeah, yeah. he's right after Peyton, mm-hmm. right after Peyton. So let's let's have a good year uh, this uh, year, uh, Zach. Uh, 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 I, yeah. The first game was not that bad. You know, he, he wasn't expecting to play. He threw a touchdown pass. Uh, okay. The Jets won the game. Uh, barely. What do you want? Barely. It wasn't no, because who of cares? him. Who cares if it's barely? Of course, they, it wasn't because of all him. you. It's not college. All mm. they have to do is win. It was in part due to him. He threw a touchdown pass. Yep. Okay. Won the game. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Then we agree. They've got quite a We're gauntlet agreed. coming up <sighs> here in the next few few weeks. So we'll just see how Zach we'll see. does. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's got talent. I, I don't know what's happened to his confidence. It went down the drain last year. But if he can get that confidence back, if he can. You know, consider himself the best quarterback in football again. He might be. He might be a really good NFL quarterback still. Wow, we'll Are see. You working for the Jets now because that's, that's. No, what I'm working for my boy days. Zach. That's I don't care about the these Jets. Days. Are you going to get? No, uh, no, we're behind you, Zach, 100, percent buddy. Yeah, they, they got. I mean, they should have traded. Look, they got to move forward. Right? Yeah, they I mean, do. Week two. What is are you going to do? Week two is on us. Well, you know, I mean, there's the NFL is not for long, man. So it's going to be interesting have a nice day. because there's some free agents out there, like Joe Flacco, mm, mm. Uh, Carson Wentz. Mm. 
guys like that. We'll see if they bring him in. Hey, Matt Ryan's in the uh, booth. Matt Ryan he's doing, is another one. He's announcing oh, right dear now. Lord, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's get and Tom would he Brock not come back? Tom Brady come back. Uh, Tom Brady. He they take a, it. Hey, you are a liar, they would. Oh, they'd take it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They would. That would suck for Zach. Yeah. Uh, but oh no! Wait, we'll hold see. on a second. He's no, gonna he have to be get... able to learn more. Yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> that's true. He's gonna need to get uh, probably three interceptions a game from Jordan Whitehead. Uh, I guess going. Yeah, forward. you aren't kidding. <laughs> but but the, the funniest thing I saw yesterday, the the quickest thing I swiped away on my phone when the notification came through <laughs> was Colin Kaepernick's camp has reached out to the Jets. Oh, you got to be kidding oh, me! Oh man. 2016. Stop, bro. Wasn't wasn't that his last year? 2016 or was it 2015? It was either 15 or 16. He's been done for seven years. And we all know we all know you don't really want to play. Yeah, you just want to say that the Jets are racist because they didn't sign you. Right. That's right. Oh, you want your white kid to continue to play? Well, at least he has talent. Okay, (laughs) he's got a cannon for an arm. He's got some talent. That's That's a tad younger. Tad younger. 2016, yep. Yeah, 2016. Jeez. Give it up, man. Which he already did, of course. He just, again, he wants to claim. He wants to cry racism. Yes. Uh, so, anyway, that's what's going on. We haven't been able to ask uh, Jeffy, because he hasn't been here till today, uh, this week, about the Missouri game, which was... What do you mean? We won? <laughs> We're 2-0. Yeah, you did. What are we talking about you here? Did. You won. You're 2 well, are and What are we even talking about? <laughs> ne- Nebraska fans sitting over here in the corner going, I mean, they won. <laughs> <laughs> they did not look good doing it. No. They won by four uh, over... I don't remember. Was it Southwest I, Missouri you know State? They got, they got a win. Mm-hmm. They I got the... Re- I don't, oh, win. I don't uh, recall the score. Got the double. Yeah. 23 to 19 to Middle Tennessee. Thank you for reminding me. Middle yeah. Tennessee, that's what it was. I want to be a helper. The, yeah. uh, they did not look good doing it, and they got Kansas State this week, which uh, Kansas State, Kansas State apparently is ranked somewhere 15th. in the 15th. Arthur, thank you. You're such a helper. I'm a helper. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Kansas State hasn't looked great this year either so far, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Kansas I'd like State. To see. Hold on. Kansas State <laughs> has. Uh, They're 2 0. Yeah, they beat. Yeah, they are. Uh, um, uh, they beat yeah Southeast Missouri yeah forty five nothing and yeah. Troy forty two thirteen yeah okay all right but they struggled in the first half I think of, of both those, those games, games. Yeah. but still they they won them handily I mean BYU hasn't set the world on fire either no they have not uh, but they did that win forty one sixteen so they, they did, showed but, some offense I did not think they looked very good doing it did you not this think weekend that? I did oh, not well then I'm I really watched concerned. quite a bit of that game. I'm concerned now if you didn't think they looked really, very we'll see good how they do when that. they visit the Arkansas SEC. yeah we'll see I uh, we'll come down to Arkansas I fully admit, see where we're at this is the week we find out who they are um, we'll see. Because of the offensive line that was supposed to be one of the best in the country mm-hmm. has certainly not looked like it. They've not looked like one of the best offensive lines in the country. Oh, no, they have not. And your boys definitely mm. let me down this weekend, Keith. Nebraska looked bad. Uh, we, we had a first quarter that was awesome. <clears throat> zero, you know, there's, zero. There's four quarters, though, unfortunately, from Nebraska. I'm a Falcons fan. I thought there were only three. <laughs> no, there's four. Ah, okay. There are four. So, yeah. Uh, so, they've got, what, Nebraska's at Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, and then at the end of the month, they're playing Michigan. I really want to be fine. I really want to be two and two before we face Michigan, or we'll never see 500 this year. Harbaugh will be back by then. Mm-hmm. We'll be, we'll be, they'll be, I know. They'll be I've done prime, the math. They'll be in prime form. <laughs> yeah. 
So Colorado, by the way, uh, won again, uh, obviously, against Nebraska. And then this weekend, they've got... Colorado uh, State. Yeah, Colorado State. So they win that game. But then Then they have Oregon and USC. Yeah, Yeah, that'll be the test. So we'll see. Those. That'll be the test. We'll We're see. Winning those. May, I mean, maybe you give them Oregon, maybe, but USC is destructive, man. That yeah, team, they, they look, look good this year. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look good. All right, uh, back to business. Over at the State <laughs> Department, spokesman Matt Miller had a fun day defending the indefensible. Here he was asked about the $6 billion the Biden administration freed up for Iran on the anniversary of 9-11. So this whole thing about we're not giving it, we're not doing it. I mean, you're doing every, you, 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 you are unblocking it, basically. Mm-hmm. You're, you're telling international banks in these European countries in Asia and in the Middle East that you're fine. Go ahead and do it. So right. the idea we, that you don't have anything to do with it right. is... I, I, I did not for say a that. I would not say that. We so... His excuse has been, yeah. well, we're not giving him the money. It's not our money. It's not our money. We're not actually taking it from our treasury mm-hmm. and directing, right. directly depositing it. That's been their whole premise. In their bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're freeing it up because we're the ones who have been blocking it all these years. Now, all of a sudden, it's fine. Take your $6 billion and uh, create more terror around the world. That's what they're going to do. Yep. It's what they're going to do with it. All right. Let's see what he had to say. <laughs> I did not say that and would not say that. We are, of course, taking steps to effectuate the transfer of these funds, these Iranian funds. However, the point I take issue with, to give something, it must be something that's yours. And this is not our money. This is Iranian money. Again. Sorry. Unreal. The waivers. Then they wouldn't get the money. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. Oh, Although it's okay. it's their money in the first place, they wouldn't have access to it. For they wouldn't right. well, be we they the wouldn't be able to effectively. Back, we had the same argument back in 2016. So. Yeah, history repeats itself. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, same as 2016, right? Wow. When Obama was president doing deals with uh, terrorist regimes in yeah. Iran. Leaving them billions of dollars on the tarmac. And Remember I guarantee that? you, I guarantee you, Iran said, yeah, we want to do this deal, but uh, make sure it happens on uh, September 11th. Yeah. You know they said that. And the Biden administration was like, why, what's September? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. They don't care. They don't. they don't care. They don't care. And now you've got uh, Kim Jong Un meeting with making a deal today with uh, with Vlad, yeah, with, with Vladimir Russia. Putin. Mm. Remember, took his took his big train into uh, Vladivostok. It wasn't that long mm-hmm. ago that we had a president that was killing military leaders in Iran, uh, that wasn't making de- taking the deal off the table that Obama left him with. That had the little uh, short and stocky guy running North Korea kept him in his place. Boy, it doesn't take long to flip a country, man. It, man, it's so frustrating to see these people and what they're doing with this power. Yeah, it's the opposite of everything they said. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna increase our friendships with our with our allies, and uh, we're going to strike fear in the hearts of our enemies. They've done the opposite of both. Yes, they have. Instead, our allies fear us now and no don't kidding. trust us. No kidding. They don't trust us as far as they can throw us. No, we're, we're blowing up pipelines that keep their countries and, warm. And the enemies, our enemies are running roughshod over this administration. They couldn't care less. They they are so toothless in this administration. And everybody knows it. I'd say they're just working yep. hand in hand. They're not even trying to stop them. God, crazy. He was also asked about uh, the U.S. funding of the coronavirus research, which is fun. How much money went from USAID to this 
to the work at Wuhan and to their collaborator, Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina uh, to create, the, to collect and make coronaviruses that are weaponized, that uh, are more deadly. So I, first of all, reject the implicit accusation in that question, and I do not have at my finger, I, 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 I do not, I do not have at my fingertips the particular details of USAID. Are you saying for certain go, that go, no USAID uh, money go, went to the uh, Wuhan I, Institute I've of Virology? The go ahead. No, please tell me, do you, you know, do you, I, I, are you I, stating I, that no yeah, USAID I will money say, went? I, I am happy to take questions questions from those in this audience. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to answer them. I appreciate that they treat no, you're not. Uh, every person in this room, including myself, respectfully. I call on you. I'm now calling on someone else. Go ahead. Treat me respectfully. Please tell me. What are you denying? Go ahead, what please. is your denial? It's a non-denial denial. Wow. Wow. Nice. Yeah. They're, uh, of course they're pissed because now you're affecting them. Yep. They don't care until you affect them and now they are this administration is screwing over the journalists and so they're done with them <laughs> it's kind of amazing to watch good. yeah good good do we have the good. full story jeffy i thought you were keeping an eye on this maybe i'm wrong do we have the full story on the connection with wuhan uh and north carolina and the murder that happened there a couple of weeks ago no okay i, I, I mean, don't have all that there's no. something there i mean i, I do not have all because that. definitely remember when it happened china said uh this came from north carolina university of north carolina and we were like okay china we got you well see we look through a different prism now mm -hmm. okay yes we do so we, we mm -hmm. we're with you china we totally understand that but i still want to know what that murder yeah because that guy was from wuhan i mean people die all the time keith I don't okay know what i'll let it go i should let it go i should <laughs> definitely let this go <laughs> <laughs> we got you in the fat with Jeffy uh, next. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed. something escalates against biden the next day the demonic kratz <laughs> the demonic kratz ratchet up something against trump can't wait for today's surprise yeah you get that or we're gonna release some ufo stuff good point that was yeah. announced to this so we're gonna you know deflect right. that way yeah hey don't look over there look here mm -hmm. look yep. right here we got something for you. Yeah. We're That's gonna a... finally tell you what's going on with UFOs. But not Aria, really. With not every really. stinking word redacted. <laughs> yeah, that, that was helpful. Uh fascinating yeah. stuff. All right. Uh from Adam Snyder. No way uh that's Fetterman. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. He that's made a... way too much sense <laughs> when he spoke. There's uh, been a lot of that going around. Uh, yeah. But how could you replicate he, that annoying voice though, you know? He also has gained back yeah, the weight he smelby's. apparently lost, right? Yeah. I mean, what's happening there? I, I that's know. happening there. And can somebody don't ask tell the me? Guy, I don't know. You're a U.S. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have any idea. I have no idea that. how that. You've got no like experience along those lines. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't realize this, but Mitch McConnell uh, once appeared on Jeopardy. Yeah. Do you know that? That's. I, 
I did not until <clears throat> I saw this video. Hmm. It's convincing, though. Here it is. Final Jeopardy category oh, for this no. final, no, animals. <laughs> this slow-moving reptile raced against the hare in the famous book, The Tortoise and the Hare. What are we... It's you, Mitch. <laughs> Talking about you. You. Mitch, hello. Hello. Oh, he's That's not going to really... do it. Not even writing. Bum, bum. <laughs> it's well done. You know. That's funny. Is what? that funny? What? That's funny, what? right? What? what do you got? What? Come on, let's hear it. You know, you're making fun of a man who's... Having some health issues. 81, 83. Having some health issues. You, you know what would make us stop? Five. <laughs> you know how... People like Mitch and Joe can get us to stop mocking them. It's get out of office. Get out of public office. Get out we of we office. will not do oh, this. There's an idea. Exactly. It's a, it's an idea. They haven't considered that idea, but <laughs> it is not. an idea. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> do chew on the idea. fat now with uh, what's his face over here. <laughs> we like face? to call him. It's called Jeffy. Yeah, thank you. Oh, gosh. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe. Review, review, all the good stuff. So which Wherever one, you when you're looking at the screen, Pat, which yeah. one is Jeffy? Which one uh, is oh, I stopped man. smoking, so. Rap. <laughs> Disappointingly. You? Good thing we still have you on tape doing it, then. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying it's the guy, it's, a, it's the one on the right? Is that what you're saying? Because I, I'm not sure that's a fact. Hmm. Aren't you? I don't know. I can't Aren't tell. You? I cannot yeah. tell, frankly. I don't know if it's a guy <laughs> holding the fat boy ice cream or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a fat boy. Uh, all right. We got to do something about this intro. It's just too long. Thank now. you. Too long. <laughs> too, too long. Man. Uh, uh, it is like longer. I know. Yeah, oh, I know. Bro. It increases so, by about five or ten percent every single week. <laughs> it does. All right, go ahead. So you mentioned yesterday that uh, Djokovic won the U.S. Open. Yep. Uh, amazing that he wins the U.S. Open after being banned multiple times <laughs> mm-hmm. because he refused to be vaccinated, and then he beats another unvaccinated player. And oh, ES- I didn't know that. And then ESPN's mm. uh, shot of the day, yeah. sponsored by. Oh, well, yeah, you'll see. Great, great stuff. Uh, oh boy. Well, we'll take you to the Moderna shot of the day, and it was <laughs> saving the point. That is incredible. I mean, it's real. That's the amazing thing. Yes, right? it's absolutely it's real. Moderna actually sponsors the shot of the day, and it's the guy who won't get the shot. <laughs> it's incredible. That's crazy. That's just, crazy. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this it's, stuff up. This is exactly what we were talking about with the Babylon Bee guys when they were here. Truth is weirder than fiction, yes, now, and and weirder than satire, and so that's what's making everything difficult. <laughs> By the I time know. you think of something, it's it's already really played out in it's real happened. life. Yes, it's happened. Incredible. Something else happened at the it. Open that was awesome, and no, I'm not talking about the climate protesters. Before the semifinals match, yeah. two, pro- two protesters were arrested uh, after play at the U.S. Open was interrupted when they began shouting, and one. You can just roll this video. We don't need the audio. Uh, one uh, began uh, shouting, and the other one glued his feet 
to the ground during the match. Um, I'm getting so tired of these people. Oh, my gosh. They so were charged with criminal trespass and disorderly conduct Good. after gluing his feet to the concrete Rip him right floor. off the concrete, bro. Yep. yep. It'd be a real shame uh, if the uh, uh, sole uh, of his foot, uh-huh. all, the, all of the sole of It'd his really foot shame. was left on a the real pavement. Shame. That'd be a real shame. He would have literally lost his, left his soul in New York. Yeah. Right? They were given uh, tickets to appear at a later date in court. So okay. Good great. for them. Right they there were, with the immigrants. They right? were wearing shirts that read end fossil fuels. So good for mm-hmm. them. Uh, when I was actually... Well, we've already done that because there are no fossil fuels. <laughs> okay. It's a recurring goo that the earth manufactures. And that's why we still have it. Despite the fact that they've been crying peak oil since 1922. All right, I've said my piece. <laughs> the awesomeness that I was actually referring to is uh, American teenager Coco Goff, who won the women's singles that. title at the U.S. Open. 19. Defeating, She's a 19-year-old uh, American. Yeah, 19. That's the first time that a uh, teenager has won the tournament since Serena Williams in yeah, 1999. Yeah. Uh, she spoke about her faith in God after winning the U.S. Open. How great is that? What does it mean to win your first Grand Slam title on home soil? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm a little bit in shock in this moment. Um, you know, that French Open loss was a heartbreak for me. Um, but I realized, you know, God puts you through tribulations and trials, and this makes this moment even more sweeter than I can imagine. That's great. So there's uh, uh, Sports Center. You have a lot of faith. How important has that been through this journey for you? Mm. Oh, it's been so important. Um, you know, I don't pray for results. I just ask that, you know, I get the strength to give it my all. And whatever happens, happens. I'm so blessed in this life. So I'm just thankful nice. for this moment. Right? Like, I don't have any words for it, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I Other than the strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the strength and yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. And important. Important. But important. Uh, let, just let it go, okay? I'm trying. I, right. I did. I know. He's Keith. the one that brought Keith it up. Go I know. I know. I, got I was going to leave her alone because okay. she's 19. She's God an American. She just won the U.S. Open. Okay. And she talked about God. Yes. Well. And the reporter followed let up it go. on yes. a question about yes. faith. That's amazing. Well, then Sports Center tweeted that uh, she took a moment to soak it in after winning her first Grand Slam title with mm-hmm. this uh, accompanying video. Okay. She's soaking it in. She's not praying. Soaking it in. She got down on her knees and prayed, and they call it soaking it in. Well, Tony Dungy, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, uh, quote tweeted the ESPN Sports Center tweet with this. I hate to break it to you, Sports Center, but uh, she's not soaking it all in. Uh, She's praying. She's been very open about her Christian faith in the past. Seems pretty obvious what she's doing here. Right. That's right. So, what? Soaking it in, Tony? Yeah, soaking it all in. <laughs> I'm Incredible. glad Incredible. that these atheists and agnostics are getting a little pushback. You know? People like, oh, and as I'm speaking, thank goodness, even though I said restart later, uh, this machine of mine <laughs> oh, no. has just in the middle of the show oh, no. restarted itself. Oh, my gosh. 
Boy, it's a good thing you have a producer that it prints everything. Me, hey, do you want to change the time? Yes. Let's do it after the show. I don't know. How about 9 Did the same thing to me. Did the same thing to me nope, last week. you got no choice. We're going to restart Didn't right now. did that just happen a little that bit ago? me off. I mean, how many yes. times does that thing yes. need to restart? Uh, I did it. I restarted it last week because I had to and the week before. Can we stop with this? It's it's outrageous. Madness. It's outrageous. <laughs> All right. If anybody knows how to defeat well, the yeah. automatic restart. Yeah, somebody thing. sent me something, but it's if you're not an administrator, 16 pages. <laughs> let us know. 16 pages of instructions. Look, if it doesn't uh, fit on one screen, I'm not interested. That's not going to happen. You have Talk to talk about hold first down. world problems. It is a first world problem. I know. But damn it, it's an it's an <laughs> obnoxious one. Annoying as hell. Yeah, it uh, is. It's still a problem. I got to get my own computer. And it can't look this type of thing. It can't happen during the show. During the show, it's just unacceptable. Right, that's unacceptable. Right, we're not. And, and setting aside <laughs> the fact that we're having to restart the computer, period. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. It just can't happen during the show. Thank you. That's, exactly. Uh, All right, we're gonna get back to chewing the fat with Jeffy. But first, let me tell you about preborn. This is probably the most. It's definitely the most important thing we talk about. Uh, it's life. Preborn's network of clinics experiences. 200 miracles every day. How? Well, they give women with unplanned pregnancies a window into their womb through free ultrasounds. And that introduces them to the beautiful life that's growing inside. Uh, It's really great because 80% of the time they choose life after seeing the ultrasound. Um, I heard some pro-abortion people saying, Well, it's not like they don't know what's in there in the first place. Shouldn't have to go through an ultrasound. No, actually... Uh, yes. Because of all the nonsense that they hear all the time, the propaganda that's jammed down their throats, they actually don't. They think of it as a clump of cell- cells until they see the ultrasound, until they hear the heartbeat. And because of your generosity, they're able to do this. Just $28 to sponsor one ultrasound to save a human life. It's, a, it's so great. Uh, you'll never regret saving a child's life because life is a miracle. So, donate your best gift today. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm happy to report that my computer working on updates is 30% complete now. So I got that going for me. That's 30%, awesome. Just 70% to go. That's awesome. You so know, maybe we, around, uh, I don't know, noon today, I'll be able to use my show prep again. So the NFL is back, right? I mean, we talked about Aaron Rodgers getting injured, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we we're talking about the average NFL team now values at $5.1 billion. True. Uh, wow. The 32 teams, uh, the com- aggregate value, $163 billion, cool. uh, tops the combined, almost tops the combined value of every NBA and Major League Baseball team. Oh, I'm sure. Um, the league's most valuable team, uh, the Cowboys, over $9 billion. Oh, it's and $9 billion now? Last season, oh. the average team wow. revenue, NFL team revenue, hit $581 million, up 8% year to year. I'm sorry, say what you will about Jerry. Uh, I know. At jerry's world but he bought that team for was it 15 million dollars yeah i guess i mean 15 to 30 million something like almost 10 years ago it was only worth you know three billion and now it's nine billion hats off to him for not selling the team and making a very tidy profit no doubt about that that's incredible oh it was 150 million yeah 
Okay. Still. Uh, so still. Nine good deal. Million. Pretty yeah. good deal. That's bit. a nice ROI. It's a pretty good investment. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good investment. Wow. So last, the t- each team's uh, the revenue, they averaged $581 million. Only a couple of teams, Detroit and Cincinnati, came in just under $500 million. And, uh, you know, they're still the dominant force mm. on live television. Uh, 82 of the t- 2022's 100 most-watched TV programs. NFL games. 82%. No, 82 of, I'm sorry, 82 of the 100 most watched. Right, that's or NFL, 82%. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well. <laughs> For those scoring whatever. at home. Did you just turn into Keith? <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'm so, sorry, it's 82%. I, I said 82, so let me correct that. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's happy with you right now. <laughs> not. He's not. <laughs> so if we put the 18 minute together along with the seven minute together, you got 22 minutes. You sell it with eight minutes of ads, you got 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And I will say they're back though, because you looked at uh, on Thursday night the kickoff game between. Wait, I just checked the- my math. Oh, it's- no, don't. I, I said 82%. It's it's 82%. So No, it's 82 <laughs> out of the top 100 <laughs> okay. is what it is. You're starting to piss me off. All right. It's 82 out, out of, of the top 100. 100. Okay, I, I stand corrected again. Uh, you're right. So it's, it's 82%. So, that, so that, I'm just checking, guys. That is 82%? Yeah. I'm just checking. 82%. It's 82 out of the top 100. How right, many times right. I got to tell you? <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> so the Thursday night kickoff game, uh-huh. uh, Lions in Kansas City averaged 27.5 million viewers. Incredible. What? 27.5. That wow. was then the Bills-Jets game mm-hmm. across all the ESPN platforms, 22.64 million viewers, up 14% from last year's Monday night game. So it's the most watched Monday night game. And, uh, wow! So the NFL owns, and now Thursday owns. night is going to be Amazon. So we'll see how that. We'll see. Oh, they, yeah. They've had a couple million. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if they get more this year. Is it people just are more used to it. Amazon? Yeah, it's not anywhere Amazon else. Prime? No, it's just on Prime. Wow! And it's a big game too. That's, that's going to be Minnesota that's a first, or Philadelphia, right? right? Oh yeah, who's playing? Oh yeah, that's a first. And so uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see how the numbers. You can go only this get year. it on streaming. Is that not a first? No, they, they've been doing that for a couple of years. I thought yeah. NBC broadcast or they did a simulcast or something. I, that's what I thought. Not Maybe for the not. Thursday night games. Really? Okay. So Thursday night games The only games reason that this past week was Thursday night was because it was the first game of the season. Then the they rest weren't taking the any thir- chances. Mm. Yeah. but the <laughs> Right. The, but the rest of the Thursday night games are just Amazon Prime. Uh, so no one, you know that no one supports... Uh, Fashion. Zoos? Fashion. fashion. Oh, fashion. fashion. Well, you are the fashion. fashion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You'd be absolutely correct. And New York Fashion Week uh, runs through today, as a matter of fact. Obviously, right. I'm here and not there. <laughs> but there was a jokester on the runway with uh, showed up. And you see him with his uh, shower cap and trash bag. Uh, shows up on the runway. Now, he knows he's in trouble. He's, uh, he's snuck by security. Wait, how can you tell that, he doesn't belong? He's fine. No, really. Well, Seriously. The audience can. Uh, you look at the audience, Seriously. they have no idea. I mean, we've all watched Project Runway. That could definitely be Absolutely. a Project Runway. Yeah, yeah. Could definitely be that. If this was a Paris fashion show, yes. he'd still be walking the runway because right <laughs> everybody would be like, yeah, okay, okay that's okay, beautiful. Avant-garde. No I problem. love that. Uh, quickly, we'll just say, uh, you may have to dry your eyes, uh, Aerosmith has postponed uh, half a dozen dates on their farewell tour. 
Uh, Steven Tyler injured his vocal cords during a performance. Mm. And, uh, I love Aerosmith. He's heartbroken. Yeah, and the great. Peace Out farewell tour uh, is now, you know, time to pause a little bit because of his throat. Peace so, Out. Uh, okay. Peace Out. And uh, overtime today, uh, I, I did get a hold of the Fanta, the new What the Fanta drink hmm. that's supposed to uh, turn your tongue black. Oh. And so I figured we'd drink that on overtime and uh, oh, okay. see if it actually oh, works. Something to look forward Science to. experiment. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I'll be sure to uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Have you been able to yeah. continue you know to something? Offer it's 82 that out of free? the top 82. 100. <laughs> okay. So how, what, what's the percentage if you have to work it out? <laughs> I'm still doing the math. There's, There's no way to tell. Oh, it's yeah. like the metrics. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. True, and welcome. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter, also Instagram, threads. If that still exists, no, it doesn't. we're there too. No, it's it doesn't. Over. It's gone. It's over. It's over. It does. You have about 700 right. followers. Calm down. Ooh, 700? Yes. On threads? On threads. threads wow. Is, is that a record? Yes. <laughs> it's the most watched page on threads. Okay. Nice. That cannot be true. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean it cannot be true? Oh, Shut no. up. We're huge on threads. I'm okay. getting messages from threads all the time. You are. Okay. Uh, You're the reason why thread's still alive. Right? Right? I'm probably the only person alive who's mentioning it. <laughs> yes. That's true. Uh, all right. We've got the uh, FBI whistleblower, Stephen Friend, on with us today. Uh, he testified in in front of Congress back in May and essentially told the American people that January 6th was being used by the federal government to make domestic terrorism look like a widespread threat. Uh, Stephen joins us now. Welcome to The Blaze, Stephen. Thanks for being on with us. Uh, good morning. Congratulations on the Threads membership. <laughs> Thank you. The <laughs> last you. man standing. <laughs> uh, I'll bet the FBI doesn't have a Threads. I bet they do. <laughs> well, yeah, they have a, do, uh, they brag about that they have uh, over 70 social media accounts. On oh, there. Yeah, wow. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, David, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Stephen you know said you, that you didn't you didn't qualify for whistleblower protections. Uh what was her point on that? Why not? Why don't you qualify as a whistleblower? Uh, I don't think that she's real familiar with the law, which is <laughs> yeah. 5 U.S.C. 2303. Mm-hmm. So a Congresswoman Ramen Noodles hair uh, was misinformed <laughs> oh. when she said that. And that says that I have to have a reasonable concern of waste, fraud, abuse, or risk of public safety. And I have to bring those concerns forward to the proper reporting authority, which I did on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say I have to be right. It, it obligates the folks in the FBI at the executive level or Congress to investigate my concerns. But they didn't do that. They circled the wagons and attacked the messenger instead. How agonizing was your experience in front of the House committee? That's a good question. You know, I, I've testified hundreds of times throughout my career, so mm-hmm. it was sort of uh, not a fish out of water experience. I think a lot of people have when they are in that room, mm-hmm. and I think that that was sort of the lost opportunity for the Republicans because you had myself and you had Garrett O'Boyle, who's also testified so many times as a police officer and an FBI agent. Yeah. So that room really wasn't intimidating. Unfortunately, though, they get their five minutes, and it's all about just getting the viral moment that helps with the fundraising or gets them on to Fox News that night. Yeah, you know, uh, we've we've heard for uh, 
two and a half years now about January 6th and whether or not there were federal agents that were instigating a lot of what happened on January 6th. Are are you under the impression that 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 was a huge problem? Yeah, I, I think anytime there's a large gathering, it, it falls to law enforcement to have presence there just from a safety standpoint. And, and that's mm-hmm. that's par for the course, especially in Washington, D.C., where you would expect protests to be going on on a daily basis. Could range from 10 people to a million people. But uh, that's standard operating procedure. There's other factors that I think were that were there at hand. I think there was also some professional provocateurs. There's some video evidence of people changing their clothes. And I think you had yeah. uh, some people that were there for the wrong purposes. I think you had some people that were like the uh, Proud Boys Oath Keepers groups that were frustrated uh, with 2020 mm-hmm. and seeing cities burn and went there thinking, I'm going to you know, go beat up the uh, the avocado toast eating Antifa <laughs> member, give him the beating <laughs> that his dad never gave him. Uh, yeah. That's never a good thing. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and I think that the largest concern that I've always said is the miracle on 34th Street uh, impact that people thought they were going to have, where you had the letters brought in to prove Santa Claus to the judge by the thousands. And I think that the people went there to support Donald Trump and they, they mm-hmm. went there to had their questions mm-hmm. and concerns about the election raised, and they thought walking through the people's house would demonstrate that to their elected officials. But unfortunately, it's gotten them roped into these dragnets of domestic terrorism, sure. which are farcical. Yep. So, Stephen, this is uh, Keith Malinak, man. I appreciate you making time for us today. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is what made you originally come forward was the fact that that you and other agents were moved off of. Uh, important investigations involving children, correct? And then you were then assigned to January 6th stuff. Is that what eventually pushed you over the edge and made you want to come forward? No, it definitely got my uh, my alarm bells up a little bit, though, when I was told that those cases, those child pornography and human trafficking cases I had were not going to be resourced, were going to be a low priority. But I had wow. uh, a behind-the-scenes cooperation from my frontline supervisor. He sort of said, look, there's not a lot of work for you to do. You can keep working those cases sort of on the sly, which I was doing. And I actually got an award about six weeks before I came forward. Wow. The, the crux of my concerns regarding January 6th is twofold. One, the FBI is manipulating the stats with the way that it's managing those cases. And two, and I say this as a guy who did SWAT for five years, we were sending SWAT to a gentleman's house who had pledged to be cooperative with us when we'd had contact with him about a year and a half prior. So I felt like that made a unnecessary risk to him because you bang on my door at six o'clock in the morning right. and it's been a year and yeah. a half. I, yeah. I could easily foresee something breaking bad, not because the guy is an evildoer, but because he's coming to the door yeah. armed because he's uh, a Second Amendment advocate. It's almost yes. as if they yes. want something bad to happen. Isn't it, Stephen? Isn't it? I, I I do have that suspicion, and, and sort mm-hmm. of it was the once shame on you, twice shame on yeah. me, because I was involved with the Gretchen Whitmer case uh, as a SWAT operator, and having seen the way oh. that they got us spun up as SWAT guys to get into Jeez. a potential armed conflict with that case when it was farthest from the truth, the, the threat being there, that made me concerned about the intentions of the executives with, uh, within the FBI, yeah. what they really want from the rank and file to do. What well, was the extent, you bring up the Whitmer situation, yeah. what was the extent of the involvement in the FBI agents actually planning that and prodding these guys to get all fired up to kidnap her um was it was it as bad as as we think it is i think so i i mean look i've, I've read uh, but things that julie kelly's put out she's done yeoman's work on that as she's right. done with january 6th and it was very clear that there was incidents where there was 
12 of 18 people in the room were government assets, either undercover oh or my gosh. informants. And you got these guys wow. who were not predisposed to commit a crime. But look, this is not new. This is the playbook, right. the tried and true playbook for the FBI that they've used for decades. And, and unfortunately, in the immediate aftermath of September 11th, which we just celebrated the anniversary of, I think a lot of people just wrapped themselves in the flag and assumed that uh, the FBI was an objective force for good. But well, I've, I've cited every time that I've spoken out uh, the Liberty City 7, which is a 2006 case that's been well documented mm -hmm. by folks on the left, especially at The Intercept. And that's the largest to date. It's the largest Al Qaeda takedown in the history of the FBI, except nobody was a member of Al Qaeda. I know. Oh, wow. That one's just, that's oh, insane. Oh, my God. Liberty City, yeah. Wow. Hey, you know what? This actually... Uh, so congratulations to the yeah, FBI. Right. Yeah. This dovetails to a quote that uh, I just recently read here. I have this bookmarked. Uh, in 2012, Judge Napolitano reported that 17 out of 20 terrorist plots thwarted by the FBI were actually planned, plotted, controlled, and carried out by the federal government itself. Oh. And, and this ties in perfectly with the Liberty City thing. I mean, they seek out uh, Muslim men. They, they, they try to coax them into... I mean, what is the deal with that stuff, Stephen? I don't understand that as an American citizen. I think that there's a few factors that are in. Uh, one is the fact that the FBI is driven by a quota system. That's the dirty secret that, wow. unfortunately, I was unable to get out. It, I only very briefly touched on it when I testified. It's integrated program management, which is just oh so McKinsey-esque in its consulting speak. IPM is the quota system that the FBI uses to dictate its operations for the year, for the number of cases it has to open and arrests it has to have and tools it must use. And whenever you're driven by hitting those numbers, you're perversely incentivized, especially in law enforcement, where you're not mm. producing widgets in a warehouse somewhere mm -hmm. you're dealing with people's with. freedom yep. and as a result of that though the, the the worst thing is which should be a unifying topic and debbie wasserman schultz and matt gates should hold hands on the fact that no senior executives should get 30 to fifty thousand dollar bonuses because their subordinates hit their numbers which is what happens in the fbi every year right. oh my gosh so we heard uh and i don't know that this is true but the person who was in charge of the whitmer uh, investigation in michigan that's the guy that they brought in to oversee the January 6th investigations. Is that true? Stephen D'Antuano. He was a special agent in charge of the Detroit field office, was then moved over to Washington field office, oversaw both of those investigations before unceremoniously retiring. And that's mm. that's sort of a catbird oh. position to enter the upper ranks. So it was very suspicious. And he, his uh, payoff, I guess, was to get a partnership at KPMG. Um, and uh, he's now kind of wow. come back and testified. I think he's kind of done carrying the water and, and is doing some covering of his own butt here because mm. uh, he, he's spoken, I guess, behind closed doors, at least, to the Weaponization Select Committee. We're talking with Stephen Friend, 12-year veteran of the FBI, whistleblower. Now, you I mean, there's so much to get into here. You reached out to us last week when uh, you heard us in one of our overtime segments talking about the shooting of a Utah man in his home. He apparently made threats uh, directed toward Joe Biden. He was then summarily killed in his home. We read something that said the FBI body cam footage was missing, but you tell us that the FBI doesn't use body cams. Is that right? That's correct. There's no body camera footage just because there is no body cam. I know that there has been a push to... Uh-oh. 
Oh my. We'll see is if that ever comes to fruition, they will not use it for SWAT because they'll say, we don't want to reveal our tactics, even right. though they're standard SWAT tactical. That's why we oh, see, okay. you know, actually, you, you think about it, all the, a lot of the footage, uh, first of all, I mean, why? they? You know, mm-hmm. if, if anyone has the money for body cam footage, it's the federal government. But uh, it's interesting that all the footage that we have of people's interactions with the FBI <clears throat> comes from personal footage. Uh, you know, ring doorbells and dash mm-hmm. cams and stuff like that. So it makes sense that they don't have any. I mean, that's why we the don't, FBI don't is see any. the FBI is not even required to audio record their interviews with you. Oh they my can gosh. write down the notes of it, and that was the word that James Comey used—the contemporaneous notes that he right. wrote down after meeting with Donald Trump. Right. You have five days to do it. So if I interview Jeffy on Monday about his drug activity, I can document his quotes by Friday and be in the good. Well, what I said on Monday is not true. Yeah, I thought we were going with hypotheticals here. (laughs) Now, uh, you know, this has happened a couple of times recently with the FBI. So we suspect that they went in there guns a-blazing, hoping for a situation that occurred in Utah and in Henderson, Tennessee. Is there any way we're ever going to find out the truth about what happened in either of those instances? No, the FBI is going to do a very thorough job investigating the FBI, and the FBI will determine that the FBI did nothing wrong. <laughs> right. But to add some context, though, to the, to the Utah case, which I do think is important, this uh, subject made threats in March to Alvin Bragg, and the FBI sent two agents to talk to him. He said, get a warrant. I'm not talking to you. And then they left. He went online huh. then and made threats against the FBI. So they had these two threats in March. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they brought the case to the U.S. attorney and it got declined or if they just delayed too long. But no matter what, five months elapse and then he makes threats against the president. Now, you would think making threats and not following through on them for five months would mitigate the the actual risk that is there. Nevertheless, the FBI used those earlier threats to take the case from Secret Service, adopt it as their own, and then combine it with the threats to the president and, and then send the SWAT team. Now, there's a couple of factors to that, too. The special agent in charge of the Utah, the Salt Lake City, Utah office is brand new. She was elevated July 31st. I don't even know if she was there at the time, hmm. but it was either her or an acting. And, and you don't want to brief up the chain of command that you did not send a SWAT team to arrest the person who made threats against, threats the, against president. the president. Yeah. Yeah. And, and secondly, th- there's a mindset that has crept into the FBI, and it's even very apparent in your software. You're not called a case agent. You're called a case manager. So you watch TV and movies. The FBI agent does the full investigation and arrests the bad guy. That doesn't happen now. You're a case manager. You're moving the chess pieces around the board, so you need financial whoa, analysis whoa. done. You send are you it to the accountant. The TV shows are not real? <laughs> Is that what you're coming yeah. to across now? Other than 24 I mean, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're speaking with uh, Stephen Friend, uh, FBI whistleblower. We'll get back to more in uh, just a second because there's so much ground to cover here. But first, uh, picture for a minute the global supply chain. I know this is hard to imagine <laughs> that the global supply chain of medication could have any interruption whatsoever, yeah. uh, even though it's happened multiple times already. I mean, Jeffy needs this stuff more uh, than there's anybody. There's no doubt about that. And it's been a struggle. Yeah. I'll bet it has. I'll bet there's recurring things happening to you every day now. Yes, there are. You don't want this to happen to you. Don't be a Jeffy. Stock up uh, with antibiotics at uh, jacemedical.com. I mean, there is... This is such a great service. Whether, you know, there's a supply chain issue or you're going out of state and you don't have access to your usual pharmacy and all of those things, 
you can be prepared for anything that comes up with Jace Medical. Um, it's so great to have that peace of mind. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat all kinds of bacterial illnesses. Skin infections, sinusitis, um, and lots more. UTIs, sexually transmitted diseases like uh, Jeffy has to deal with on a continuing basis. <laughs> oh, no. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com. Enter the promo code PAT at checkout. That's promo code PAT at jasemedical.com. More with Stephen Friend, FBI whistleblower, coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we're talking with uh, Stephen Friend here on Pat Gray Unleashed, FBI agent until earlier this year. Uh, Stephen, what is your your job situation like now it seems like the fbi has pretty well ruined your career yeah so i was actually suspended last september 19th and they mm. put you into an unpaid indefinite suspension while they just look into what's wow. going on yeah that'll teach situation. you yeah so teach my, my actually my my suspension was not for whistleblowing because they can't do that that's illegal it was for looking at the employee handbook improperly so you they suspended my security clearance <laughs> wow how dare you how dare you that's awesome <laughs> So I, uh, I I requested uh, outside employment, which you are entitled to do, but you're limited to $7,500 a year, but it's better than nothing. So I, I requested uh, <sighs> wow. a, a, an opportunity. I came along to, for a fellowship with, you see the banner behind me, uh, Center for Renewing America had a fellowship available. And I, I put in the request and was told it would take 30 to 90 days to hear back, but I heard back in one day and that I was rejected. Oh, so eventually uh, resulted geez. in, I, I resigned to accept the fellowship uh, after 150 days, and that was the morning that I testified uh, mm -hmm. to the select committee is it bad enough where you're actually concerned for your safety you know i'm an early riser i, I do distance running so i uh, i get up every morning to, to stretch and get myself woken up yeah. and i have the I, bird's eye view of the mm -hmm. one way into my neighborhood and uh, i have always kept an eye on it because i know if they come it'll be at six o'clock in the morning and i don't yep. want to be in a provo utah situation right yeah. uh, so I've, I've definitely been concerned about that but at the same time you know when i first came forward uh, dan bongino recommended that i just scream as loud as i could for as long as i could and, and when i stop that's when i'll be the most vulnerable so i'm right the foreseeable future gonna raise holy hell well you bring up the provo situation there there's no hotbed of terrorist activity <laughs> like provo that, utah that screams assassinations more than provo utah uh so it's kind of understandable they yeah. were okay on their guard so, there. so steven <clears throat> all right um you talked about uh concern for your safety you did the right thing you came forward uh as a member of the fbi we talk about the Utah situation and the 6 a.m. pre-dawn raids. Um, what would you tell the average American? Um, I've got a lot of questions off of this, but what would you tell the average American that just loves their country, but maybe they don't agree with some of the stuff that's happening in it? How do you protect yourself in America in 2023, whether you're just an average citizen who maybe doesn't like the government mm -hmm. or you're an FBI agent? who speaks out about what's happening inside the government. Like, what do you tell Americans these days? 
It's a tough situation because obviously there's a supremacy clause issue. So it's not like you can call the police department and say, protect me from the out of control FBI. But right. you mm. can put some speed bumps around you. And, and one of those is what one of the adjoining counties in my area did uh, because they disagreed with what the FBI was doing. And they pulled their people out uh, from assisting and augmenting the FBI's workforce, which the FBI can't do its job without cooperation from local partners. Right. My area in Daytona Beach is four counties. It's one million citizens for eight special agents. So you, you can't police mm. that at a federal level without a lot of cooperation from locals and they will augment mm. manpower. They'll give over their deputies or their detectives uh, and they'll make them right. task force officers and give them federal arrest powers. Well, one county just said, we're not down to clown anymore and they pulled their people out. So if you have that right. relationship with your sheriff who is more responsible and accountable to you as his constituent and as uh, the people who elect him every two or four years, I think you should pressure the agencies there to to withhold their, their support and uh, cooperation and really kind of divest <laughs> themselves from the FBI. And I think that would go a long way into course correcting what the FBI does in any particular area because they're going to think, well, we don't have support of locals. We're less inclined to really help them with any issues that they have. Are the issues with the FBI something that are new um, or has this been going on for a really long time, like since the inception of the FBI? You know, we hear about J. Edgar Hoover and right. some of his problems. Uh, has this been going on all along or or is it is it new to us? I contend that the FBI has always been an extra constitutional agency, mm. and sometimes the Venn diagram of what it was doing overlapped with what was objectively good for a constitutional republic. But really, its mission at, at its court is to preserve the status quo for whoever is in charge for the ruling elite. So when they didn't like communists in the White House, the mm -hmm. FBI went for communists. But when they didn't like people who objected to the Vietnam War or were for civil rights in the 60s, we had COINTELPRO where they tried to encourage MLK to kill himself. Mm -hmm. So now you flash forward Jeez. to post 9-11 where the mission creep has come in and the national security branch has expanded out of control and the FBI has to hit its quota numbers and in also preserve the status quo. So we've gone from looking for terrorist threats abroad to homegrown violent extremists within the borders and now it's evolved into domestic violent extremists and that means what Joe Biden said last September, anti-government and white supremacy. And those are the two top priorities of the national security branch within the FBI, even though the actual threat is minimal in this country. So what's the answer to this? Uh, we've got presidential <clears throat> candidates who are suggesting that on day one, they close down the FBI. Is that the only way to deal with this? Or can you clean house and, and start over? If you installed me as the dictator, it would be gone. Uh, I think that mm. I, I have a pretty good view of what, what the FBI actually brings to the table. It's not the magical police. It, you send people to Quantico for 20 weeks and they have no law enforcement prior experience, and yet they're elevated to the highest levels of, of federal right. investigations within this country, whereas the, the detectives who cut their teeth on the street and then ascended within to uh, their agency to the criminal investigative division, they're actually better at law enforcement. But if you were going to stop short of actually defunding the entire FBI, what I've proffered is that the Congress, which they could do this today with holding the House, they could defund the armed special agent from the FBI and make it an unarmed 
agency as it originally was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, and force them to partner with a sheriff's office. So that way the sheriff can say, you're not going to investigate that case. That's not a priority mm. for me, mm-hmm. as opposed to answering your quota system in D.C. We're going to address what my constituents needs, because my goal is to bring crime down as opposed to bring the numbers up. All right. So you kind of answered the question that I had there was if you were the dictator, you would get rid of it. But short of that, I mean, it sounds like that's the only way to save it is that partnership you're talking about. Huh? I mean, is it because from my perspective, it just feels like it's uh, it's, it's gone. It's, it's too corrupt at this point. We have about a minute left, by the way. Yeah, I think it's too corrupt. The image is is completely destroyed, and we're not too far off from a point where if the FBI brings a case in a predominantly conservative area, that that jury will just automatically acquit, regardless mm. of what the allegation is. And when that happens, the FBI is no longer Done. useful. Yeah. Interesting. Stephen, yeah. we appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for everything you're doing right now. I mean, this is important work, and it's it's frightening, and it's obviously cost you in your in your living and supporting yourself and your family. I Can mean, somebody offer you a job. Doing. Are you looking for a job? If someone wants to mm-hmm. hire a good man that was in the FBI, I'm always looking. I, I had a plan that was going to be through 57, but uh, now I'm age 38 and oh. uh, and looking for opportunities. So where but, would people uh, it's, go it's if good. they want to make you an offer, for instance? Well, you can go to my social media. That's always okay. open for anybody. Uh, I'm on mm-hmm. X, formerly Twitter, at Real Steve Friend. And then always you can uh, pin to the top of my profile, uh, get a copy of the book, uh, True Blue, which is available now. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Stephen. Thanks again for, for all your hard work here. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Let me take a minute and um, remind you that there is a service. If you're trying to sell your home, buy a home, do both because you're relocating, that will help you through that process. It's a tough one. It's an agonizing one. It's a stressful one. You want to have the best realtor available. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes in. Uh, This is put together by Glenn and our sales guy, Robert, uh, and... They wanted you to have a really good, smooth experience with your realtor. So this is a free service we provide to you. And then you take it from there once you have the great realtor. But these are successful people. They know the market. They're fans of the show, so it shouldn't be awkward when you're driving around town looking for homes. Uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. also mention kexi.com because you get some delicious cookies there prepare you for autumn uh we've got the pumpkin spice which is mandatory by by federal law we must have a pumpkin spice cookie at kexi and so we do (laughs) that feels accurate yeah it's a pumpkin based cookie with vanilla chips and brown butter frosting oh i could bathe in brown butter frosting i mean Mm. and don't think i haven't Uh, it's happened on a couple of occasions visual makes me hungry (laughs) S'mores, uh, the s'mores cookie with the marshmallow fluff center, chocolate chips drizzled with chocolate, topped with marshmallows, and the caramel apple pie. So all of those available. We also have the mini cookies available. Uh, they're back in stock for a limited time only. K-E-K-S-I, Kexi.com. You know, there's so many disasters occurring right now. We had the Maui fire, the Florida hurricane, 
the earthquake which killed thousands in Morocco. Uh, also, the Libyan situation, 5,000 plus people yeah. have died in Libya because of, was it, it's flooding, flooding It's right? flooding, flooding from the storm, yeah. That's unreal. Jeez. And then to make it worse, all the goofballs on the left are screaming, See? Climate change! Climate change! But you know what? Natural disasters are not new. In fact, fewer people die from them now than ever before in world history. So I thought, you know, let's let's see if that's really true. Can I back up that statement with some actual facts? And the answer is yes, I can. <laughs> uh, some of the biggest natural disasters ever, like when four million people died in China in a fl- in floods that occurred there. In last July. week? I hadn't heard about that. No, it wasn't last week. It was just before last week in 1931. <laughs> 1931. Four million. That's wow. outrageous. Two million in the 1887 Yellow River flood. Uh, as early as 1976, 655,000 Chinese people died in the Tangshan earthquake. You believe that? Um, then there was a cyclone. In I've talked about this many times. I, I remember growing up, how many disasters happened in Bangladesh? Yeah, <laughs> always. And always. over and over, which is why George Harrison did the concert, yeah. right? Yeah. Concert for Bangladesh. Because they were hit with so many things over and over that, you know, we felt bad for them. I know. I remember when I was sitting on my grandfather's lap hearing <laughs> you uh, remember, about yeah. those poor people yeah. in Bangladesh. Yeah. <laughs> 500,000 people, 500,000 died from an earthquake in 1970 in uh, Bangladesh. It was called, I think, East Pakistan or something. Uh, And then the most recent, this is one of the most recent huge catastrophes I could find in Haiti, the 2010 earthquake. Do you remember how many people died in that? 310,000. Whoa. Is that incredible? 310,000? Yeah. In the earthquake of January twelfth, two thousand ten. Is that? I wonder if that's from immediately, or maybe just from the uh, conditions on the ground afterward. Yeah, it or, doesn't specify. Uh, sure, you know the Clinton Foundation stealing money from them, right? Uh, we gave. I mean, right? the, we were raising money for that forever. Oh my I mean, gosh! Every yes. grocery store had yeah. a bucket. And then there were then there were stories about how n- virtually none of it none of it got to Haiti, people. right? Because that was when my argument Jeez. was that uh, that the NFL should move a team there, and that way they could rebuild everything in time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, that's right. And you say that's the most <laughs> recent disaster on your list there? Um, uh, it's one of the most recent. Yeah. I think the most recent uh, one is probably the one that this country has been suffering daily since January 20th, 2021. The <laughs> Joe Biden disaster? Yeah, the Joe Biden presidency yes, is right. probably the biggest in world history. For sure. There's no doubt about that. It may out to be. Tell you that. Um, also, hurricanes, you know, hurricanes are a new thing, uh, as you know. Yeah, we've never had them before. Yeah. Oh, never. It's, it's unheard of. It's unprecedented, yeah. the fact that we've had hurricanes lately. It's a climate change stuff. There were six to 10,000 who were killed in the Galveston hurricane yeah. of last week. No, wait. Wait. No, I'm sorry. It was 1900. 1900. How many SUVs do uh, you think contributed to that? Because that, that, they'd been out for a while. Count. We actually do have the figures on that. Okay. It's, uh, carry the one. 82? Uh, two. Yeah, I thought uh, zero. Zero. Sure was good. I thought no, sure no, no SUVs. 82%. 82% of the cars at the time. F-U. On the road. Uh, then, in 
there was the heat wave, of course, that killed 9,500 people, which obviously just happened because it's been so dang hot. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, this didn't just happen. 1901 was when that happened in the eastern (laughs) United States heat wave of 1901. I mean, this list goes on and on with these. How about the... How about the France heat with the French heat wave that killed 41,000 people in 1911? Trying to care. Five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Really? In fairness, to you're care. talking about France. This, 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 I whole, am. this whole China I am. thing and the well, France maybe this thing. Will move I'm you. really trying to care. 5,000 plus died in a North American heat wave. Okay. This yeah, now I care. No, wait. Um, this was actually 1936. Hold on. It got hot in 1936? I, I refuse to believe that. But these natural disasters go on and mm-hmm. on and on. I mean, and you can break it down by century, by decade. And, and we're so much more prepared now. So much more prepared. Uh, our, our, uh, especially here in the U.S., I mean, our structures have built so much better mm-hmm. that we can withstand these storms, uh, you know, saves lives. Right. Yeah, and things that can't like be the, because of fossil fuels. fuels no, so, no, no, that has nothing. No, to, well, mind, that that mind. only causes the disaster. Right, it doesn't fix you. any disasters. Uh, also listed on the natural disaster list are avalanches, and in China, man, they've had a tough go of it too. But they seem to have a lot of people Again, still I'm really yeah. trying to care. A hundred thousand people died in a landslide in uh, 1786. So, <laughs> so last week. Yeah, just... I mean, how old were you in 1786? Yeah. I was the well. same age as I am right now. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Uh, can we revisit that summer of 1936? You talk about being sure. really hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is... This, this is another is... molasses story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating, right. actually. It's incredible. Yes. Uh, Jeffy's only interested because it involves something closely resembling food. Mm-hmm. Um, 1936, uh, hottest summer on record, but it also featured the coldest February on record. Oh, wow. So Did it really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so you know your little weather weirding, whether you want it God. to be, if you, want to, if you want to claim that the extreme heat or extreme cold is because of global warming... Just point to 1936 for both. Yeah, there's a reason they called the 30s the Dust Bowl. Because there was a lot of dust caused by, you know, heat and then no rain. And so there were famines. Mm -hmm. There was was death by heat stroke and all of those things. To to, quote Nancy Pelosi, I don't know where the bowl was, but that's what they call it. (laughs) The Dust Bowl. (laughs) Yep. Oh, what's so great about it? I don't know what's so great about the Great Depression. While I was uh, I was researching this, I also found that an awful lot of people have died from disease. That may surprise you. Uh, actual diseases have killed, well, for instance, the Black Death in Europe from 1346 to 1353 killed, killed 200 million yeah. people. Up to 200 million. I mean, they don't know the exact figure. But they put the range at 75 million to 200 million. That's quite a range. That is. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. How do you not narrow it down a little bit better than that? We have no idea of knowing, though. I mean, they just, right. they just don't. The records aren't quite as good as they are today. But they know that between 30 and 50% of Europe's population died. In yeah. It was, that is unreal. I mean, crazy. 
Uh, 50 million died of the Spanish flu in the 1918 pandemic that we had here. Did you guys remember that 40 million people have died from HIV AIDS? 40 million. Globally. Uh, Globally. Yeah. Worldwide. Uh, The plague of Justinian in Europe and West Asia from 541 to 542 killed up to 50 million. I hated that one. That was was not a good time then. Right. I'm sorry to bring up that memory. I know. That uh, that had a lot of people didn't expect it, and it was just yeah. All of a sudden, weren't you trying to warn people? Yes, don't all of a sudden you're sick. Don't try to gloss over monkeypox, sir. Twenty five deaths from monkeypox. (laughs) I'm sorry, twenty five million was it? Or no? What did I say? You said you said twenty five, but I'm sure that's because the number is twenty (laughs) five. Period. What about the comma and zeros afterwards? No, globally? No, 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 no. 25. 25. Um, hmm. I feel like there was more than that globally. Uh, no, here is a story from October 3rd, 2022, CNN.com. Okay. Uh, globally, there have been more than 68,000 monkeypox cases and 25 cases. confirmed deaths. 25 wow. in the Wide. world. Wow. Oh, That's I mean, how horrible it is. Hopefully, this puts things into perspective, you know, for yes. reasonable people. Uh, the death toll from famines. Which is brought on by a lot of heat or a lot of cold. And so they had the great Chinese famine. I don't know what made it so great or what's, what was so great about it. But uh-huh. that's what they call it. The great Chinese fam- famine killed up to 40 million people. Wow. Isn't that incredible? But So this is not, and that was 1959 to 1961. This is not new. These kinds of things have been going on since the dawn of time. That famine was brought on by their ruler, though, right? I mean, that was... The, by Mao. Yeah. I don't know. We're I mean, asking he, you, since you were around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have what what's Makes called sense. the Holodomor now, which killed 11 oh, million gosh. in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Because they starved their people on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let me take one minute. Tell you about uh, Saturday, September 23rd. It's your opportunity to own prime Texas acreage at wholesale prices. Let me introduce you to the Overlook at Richland Chambers, uh, where you can find never before offered two to four acre Lake Estates for $79,900. Come by and see why the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas exists right there. On Saturday, September 23rd, you could also own a rare eight plus acre direct dockable property with over 545 feet of shoreline for only 199,900 incredible deals and it's really beautiful less than an hour from dallas just two hours from houston uh these are serviced by paved roads and utilities if you buy now you have the freedom to choose your own builder and build when you're ready great deal Huge demand for lake property in Texas right now. Breathtaking lake views, perfect for a second home, a retirement, or just full-time lake living. And there's no HOA Nazi situation where they tell you (laughs) what you can and cannot do with your property. (laughs) Right up to and including your mailbox. I'm sorry, your mailbox is four inches over the limit. Shut up! You're out of compliance. Yeah, I I can't take it. That's getting So nobody drives through these neighborhoods (laughs) and does that to you. Buy directly from the developer and save thousands on September 23rd. Call 765 lake now, 765 Lake Now, or you can go online at 
Texas, TXLakefront.com. That's TXLakefront.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, well, just so we can avoid this upcoming plague that's here. It's on us again. You know, the... uh, the new COVID-19 strain. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is killing... Well, okay, it's not killing anyone. Huh? But it has given some people the sniffles. So... Yeah, but there's a vaccine that, that uh, just coming. got approved, so... And it'll be available next week. So just go ahead and camp out at your local pharmacy and... And in the meantime, they're trying to bring masks back. <laughs> uh, don't forget, we've already dealt with this once, okay? We're not... We're not going to put up with it again. Remember this kid, Mason? Oh, Mason's a and hero. And what he went through with the <laughs> mask. Yeah. Coming back. They're bringing it back. You got to wear it on the honey. No. You gotta keep it on. Mason's smarter than these chicks, for sure. He doesn't want to. Put your mask on. Oh, that's, that's just cruel. That's just cruel. Yay, Mason! Yay! Oh, yay, Mason, for taking it off. <laughs> Oh. We're gonna keep it right here. Oh my gosh! Stop it, y'all! It is maddening. Yep, sure is. Peekaboo! I see you. But masks work, right? That's what I always yeah, hear from the government. Uh, except for no, who you trust? No. Hmm. Here's an update that appeared in the in the Boston Globe, and uh, then it was repeated on MSN.com. That's amazing. How would the COVID-19 experience have turned out had there been no government-imposed states of emergency, no mask mandates, Mm. no orders to shelter in place, and no shutdowns of schools, restaurants, offices, and gyms? That's not hypothetical. We actually know, while the United States and virtually every other advanced nation did do lockdowns and compulsory social distancing and the mask mandates, Sweden... We talked about this at the time. They charted a different course. And they're com- uh, now, now to be everybody's to be fair, dead. Yeah, everybody's they're dead. all dead. Everyone's yeah, dead. Yeah, they were all missing nine from, million missing people from your list of disasters. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I should have brought that up first uh-huh. because it's so recent. I mean, it just happened where every Swede died. Remember that? And that sucks because we tried it to. It does warn suck. Them. We tried to show them the way. They ignored us. Mm. So trying to feel bad. Here's actual the actual. Uh, result of what Sweden decided to do by every important measure. Scandinavia's most populous country weathered the pandemic with better consequences than other nations. Its economy did not collapse. Its children suffered no learning loss and it registered no increase in suicides. Well then. Huh. Huh. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? The data summarized in a new study for the Cato Institute um... So the, the policy paper provides convincing evidence that the approach adopted by the United States and other advanced nations, an approach that relied on top-down coercion and sharply curtailed personal freedom, that was a mistake. Huh. I wish somebody would, would have said it at the time. Shoot. You know, I wish somebody would have said, wait a minute. We should, hey. we should not comply with this stuff. Look, man, hindsight's twenty twenty, Pat. True. Uh, Very true. For a while, the prevailing view was that the mistake was Sweden's. The disease spread quickly through the Swedish population. But what do you call it? Oh, that's right. Herd immunity. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) 
so Swedish voters backed their government and gave its non-coercive policy time to work. The upshot is that based on what we know now, uh, Sweden's laissez-faire approach, hands-off, seems to have paid off. Uh, amazing. I mean, this goes on and on, but if you just use your common sense, you can get through these things. Yeah, it breaks down the numbers, and uh, we will post that uh, on Twitter later on, at Pat Unleashed, so you can see these uh, numbers. And have them for your friends, because uh, you're going to have uh, employers... Mm-hmm. stores, family members trying to pressure you into wearing masks and social distancing, you should have stuff like this ready to say, mm, no, thanks, though. Uh, excess deaths, which is a category that includes all the additional lives lost to the pandemic, including those not necessarily encompassed by a given country's official COVID data. By that metric, Sweden appears to have outperformed every single country in Europe. Its excess death rate during the pandemic was just 4.4% higher than the previous norm. That's less than half of the European average, which was 11.1%. Wow. And lower even than uh, the 6.77% average uh, that the other Nordic countries had. Incredible. Mm. I mean... Too bad nobody... Well, yes, okay. What's that? Quite a few people talked about that, (laughs) including (laughs) us extensively. It's just... It's so irritating. And here we are back on that same track. They're trying desperately to prepare us for the fact that it's all going to happen again. Or they're going to try to make it happen. Try. I don't know that they will it be successful. Yeah, I sure hope not. I don't think so. I really hope I mean, you've already got colleges, schools... Um, mm-hmm. hospitals, mm-hmm. workplaces, already yep. bringing back your mask mandates. It's up to you to stand up individually in, when it affects your world. Think locally. Or wait, what is it? Think globally, act locally. That's what the left always told us. Yeah. So well, they we don't, should do that. They don't subscribe to any of that this. stuff no, anymore. Right. It's no. like, no. Now they're all don't globalists. confuse weather with climate. <laughs> They've completely let go of that, too. That's long gone. They've also let go of, uh, where's your tolerance? We're trying to be tolerant. Tolerant. Yeah. They don't even mess with that anymore because that's not their goal. It never was. So, it's And they don't care about local either. No, they don't. Oh, they've never cared it's about all those, global. It's all global. Yeah. That's all global. Those of you living in Pennsylvania can breathe easy. Mm. Uh, I've been the, locked in my home here in Texas because I was so afraid. Well, you can go outside now. <laughs> you know, or you know what? Better yet, <laughs> okay. order Kexi cookies. Because <laughs> yes. uh, Danilo Cavalcante is in custody. Is he now? Yes, he is. Oh, Good. he's the guy, that, the Spider-Man guy that climbed up yes. the wall to escape the yeah. prison? <laughs> Definitely. Well, that was awesome footage mm-hmm. of him sneaking out like that of prison. But he's been finally caught. Okay. And, uh, oh, good. Is it, was it uh, Dog it the Bounty Hunter that nabbed him? I will say this. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Yeah. Say it. Yesterday, we uh, found out the dog was on the case. We did. And today, today he's in he's custody. He's in custody. Okay. I don't know if dog had anything to do with it. Of course I just did. know those are that's the timeline. I think not. <laughs> There's no such thing as coincidence, Thank you. as you know. <laughs> I have no idea what's playing. Can we kill that audio? What was is that? That's was that a dog a bounty hunter. Oh, that was a dog, 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 dog. I don't get out much. Sorry. 
My bad. <laughs> I've really offended Jeffy now because I don't recognize the dog bounty hunter. Yeah. Ten years from now when you watch the episode <laughs> of Dog the Bounty Hunter, you go, can we get that soundtrack back? I recognize that. Bounty! My bad. <laughs> All right. I want to get to this because there's some incredible footage now of Saturn rising uh, from behind the moon. This is oh, really, cool. really cool. Check this out. You're about to see Saturn. You see the rings already? Oh, look at this. What? Is this the Hubble? I don't know what this is what from. Is, this is just making the rounds, man. Is it C- it's got to be CGI. There's no All way. Right. You see the rings that clearly? No. That's really. an iPhone. Really, it's an iPhone. Cool, it's an iPhone. But... <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get that with my Android. No, I had can't. to use an iPhone. Look at that! It's like, I mean, <laughs> between the moon and Saturn, oh, New York City uh, lies Jeffy, of course, <laughs> and then Jupiter. So I, you, there's again. no way you could see Saturn with those kinds of obstructions in your way. <laughs> Look at this again. This is cool, man. Saturn rising. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's faked, it's cool. <laughs> It's fun, right? I mean, that's just cool. Is this supposed to? Are they claiming that this is actually real from the ISS or something? Something, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, there's no way. (laughs) It's no way. There's not. Saturn can't look that close. close. There's no way. Yeah. I don't know. It's about to slam into the moon. Anybody know for sure? iPhone. I'd love to hear it. If anybody knows the facts on this, I'd like to like to hear it. That can't be real, though, right? Oh, right. Right. Maybe. I right. don't know. All right. We've got overtime coming up. We'll see you back here again tomorrow on <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.